It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 
a whole bunch of different things I'm really excited to get started this year. As for tonight, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit more straightforward, a bit more basic, seeing that we didn't have quite the amount of time to prepare as we would like going forward. But we're both super excited. It's gonna be an awesome year. It's gonna be even better than last year. So I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dive right in. Yeah, let's go. All right, for tonight, well, I gotta say, it's one of my favorite times of the year, being the big baseball fan that I am. It's MLB playoff time. Wild card starts tomorrow. Playoff games all this week. Divisional series. I'm pumped. And on top of all that, my team, the Minnesota Twins, are in the ALDS. They're AL Central champions. And they're going to be eliminated in the first round. No. No, no, no. <laughs> but we'll get into that. I just I gotta I gotta express my excitement. First of all, just get my bite. Bi- I don't wanna I don't wanna take the win out of your system. That was me. Congratulations <laughs> I, to the twins for making the playoffs. I just I gotta get my bias out of the system. I just I can't believe they had such a great season. Best I mean they set the home run record, three hundred and seven home runs this year. And even though the Yankees were at three oh six, they only beat them out by one. Record still goes to the Minnesota Twins. And I mean, it was it was a crazy year. It was two teams hit for 300 home runs. First time in history anyone's even gotten close to 300. And, I mean, a part of that is the whole baseball juicing situation. I mean, I don't know if you how much you really even read into that, but there was a bit of a talk about... Um, I mean, the MLB came out and said that they did tighten up the seams on the ball to help it fly farther this year, which was a bit of a controversy. And... I mean, we saw that this year. Two teams hitting over 300 home runs. Uh, I'm sure, I'm almost certain it was this year was the most just in league total home runs in history. So I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean, for me, it was really exciting. I know for at least some pitchers, like Verlander at the beginning of the year was complaining a lot about it. But I, I thought it was really exciting. And it, I mean, just seeing these teams like hit these home runs and I, it was super exciting, and plus, I think it makes the game more interesting to watch with all the more home runs. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that just before we get into playoff talk about the whole ball situation. I mean, clearly home runs are more exciting when it comes to baseball, and that's a fun part of the game. Um, and being a Mets fan, I got to directly benefit mm-hmm. from said juicing because <laughs> Pete Alonso became... Uh, just a couple of days ago, hit his 53rd home run of the season and Crazy. became the the rookie home run king. He broke Aaron Judge's record from a couple of years ago, 52 homers. Um, but you can't, you know, he's still the the outright home run king for this season as well. So you can't really take that away from him because of the um, the fact that everybody else was also hitting the juice balls and he happened to be the best home run right. hitter of the juice balls. But the fact that the balls were juice kind of makes you think about, you know, it's more difficult to compare players from this current season and how they did in comparison to players of the past and that, I think, kind of takes um, away from the integrity of the statistics of the sport in a a very statistical sport that baseball is. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree a little bit um, because it, it'll be interesting going forward seeing how 
history will look back on the season. Like if if it'll be known as like this year, like all these stats are this way because of the ball, because of the change in the ball. Like you know when they lowered the mound um, in like the sixties. I mean that changed a lot. I mean that that was kind of like a big change like this and. You know, this, the ball tightening one was, it was kind of out of nowhere. Like, it was, they kind of kept it quiet, which was really interesting. And it kind of, like, came out and it seemed like this, it was like this big controversy out of nowhere that the balls were tightened and there was more home runs. Um, so I thought it was weird, at, at least at first, that they were even, that they kind of kept it quiet like that. But yeah, I, I for sure, like, when you look at the stats uh, going for like, in the future, I, I'm sure it will probably be denoted like that was the like when you're looking at major stats like 2019 like ball was tightened I, I would think they would but I, I don't know maybe not just because I, I don't know like in the history of baseball how much they've like changed the ball because there has been times in history where you know the mound was lowered in the like the 20s they made the changes to because like there was no home runs then so I think there, there I mean there has been all these eras in baseball where there's been these various changes that there's like a little change changes so much. So it, it'll just be interesting to see like going forward, how history looks at this. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I just kind of, uh, think that baseball is just such purely statistical, uh, mm-hmm. and how you can measure how players are performing unlike any other sport. And, um, that's why I think it's, it's so cool that you're able to look at, players from different eras because it's really just still the same game and yeah some things have changed small things but this seems like a dramatic change mm-hmm. even though if it was a small change to the ball clearly this year we saw more home runs being hit out of the park than ever before and it was a dramatic thing and I wonder if there's going to be a correction next year or if from 2019 on it's going to be these new baseballs that are going to produce higher home run rate. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think the whole increase in home run, I, I feel like that was the MLB really, I think it was favorable for them. I think it really did increase popularity. People just in general enjoy seeing more home runs, more of these big plays. And I, I don't, I can't really see them reverting back to like the old baseballs. Um, the other thing I want to say too is, like when we compare to players from like the like twenties, thirties, like Babe Ruth, um, you know, we compare their numbers to current day players, and I mean, again, that that was a different time too. Like I'm sure the baseball was some sort of different weight then, and it was before the whole the mound change. So yes, like you you do have to remember when you're looking in the future, like that there are these changes that were made. But even today, we don't really ever compare. We don't ever really take into account those changes when we look back a hundred years so i mean in general like i don't know like it'll still be it's still fun to compare even despite the little changes i think sure yeah all right let's get let's get into the playoffs tomorrow night nl wild card nationals brewers how you feeling going with the nats yep i'm sorry i'm sorry the brewers Really? The Brewers. Brewers on the road? Yes. Okay. The Brewers, Tell me about it. Um, my mistake, the Brewers. I think the Brewers are going to win. Yeah, the Brewers won the season series. Um, 
I really think that they're run they're riding this end of season momentum. Mm-hmm. I know about the end of this of season momentum that they've had firsthand because my New York Mets were trying to catch them <laughs> and were unable to do so despite making a great second half run because towards the end of the season, even after Yelich got hurt, the Brewers got even hotter. So they're really riding a um a big hot streak here and it could carry into tomorrow night's game. And then Strasburg has not been regular Strasburg. Uh, Scherzer. Scherzer, yeah, Scherzer. Scherzer, um, Scherzer has a 5.16 ERA in September. So, I don't know what's going on there. He's going to be the starter of the game. Is that going to become an issue? I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, he's not pitching like his normal self. So, but you know, you never know if these, these wild card yeah. games are such toss ups. It's really, it's one game of, it's like March Madness. It's one mm-hmm. game of baseball. Everyone's putting everything on the line, and it's really a game of like one bad pitch could be, right. especially these juice balls. Mm-hmm. One bad pitch hung over the middle, and it's a home run, and that's the game. It could be yeah. the difference. So, I'm going to the Brewers on a, on a gut feeling with their, their hot streak and Scherzer not performing as well as he. Usually does lately, but mm-hmm. clearly it could go either way. I think yeah. most people are picking the Nationals. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm with the Nationals on this one. Um, for one, the home the home team with a wild card. I mean that that uh, there's probably there's few games where home field advantage matters as much as a wild card game. I mean the it's just so the it, it's so intense. It's because it, it's just all riding in this one game. But I guess for the specific teams. The Brewers, I mean, it's been ridiculous. Thirteen and two in their last fifteen, and that's without their I mean, the person I picked to win the NL MVP this year, who was the winner last year, Christian Yelich. I mean, this team got better without him, which is crazy. The other uh part of it though, they they've been hitting they've been a really good power hitting team. They're hitting a lot of homers. Problem is they also are leading the playoff teams in strikeouts. So I think especially in a wild card game like tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of big swings to try to make that magical moment. And it's going to be a lot of swing and mi- swings and misses. And, you know, I do agree with the uh, problems with the Nationals pitching, um, especially their bullpen. But, I mean, Max Scherzer is like is a Cy Young, is a past Cy Young guy multiple times. I mean, he, I mean this guy's lights out. And I know the Nationals, it's always hard – to pick the Nationals in October because they seem to always choke no matter where, what position they're in in October. But despite that, I think I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think the Nats are going to take it. It's going to be a lot of swings and misses. I just think even if Scherzer's been struggling a little bit recently, I mean, he's thrown the 20-strikeout game, and this is a strikeout-prone team. I, I, I'm feeling the Nationals. Okay. That's fair. All right. You want to go... Uh... AL now. AL. AL wild card. The A's and the Rays in Oakland. How are you feeling? Going A's. Okay, tell me. Yeah, um, they hit more home runs. They've hit 250 home runs this season. Mm-hmm. It's the home run season. They're right. going to hit some home run balls. A's all the way. Yeah, and, and that's the, the funny thing about it. The home run record uh, going into the season was set last year by the Yankees, and it was 268. 
And so the the Athletics hit 250 home runs this year. Yeah. And, it, and it sounds like, oh, like 250, like Twins 307, Yankees 306. Like 250 is not that good. 250 is a ton of home runs. That, I mean, that's more than one a game. And that that's almost the record before this year. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the A's. Um, I just think... I I think I think that'll be kind of the opposite tomorrow. I think tomorrow's the low scoring game in the NL wild card. And I think uh Wednesday or yeah Wednesday is gonna be the high scoring game. Matt Chapman with the Athletics. I, I'm feeling at least one homer from him. I mean he's you don't really hear much about the guy because he's playing in Oakland, but he he's got some power to him. And plus the uh the A's finished with the fourth best bullpen in the ML bullpen ERA. In the MLB, and that's, I mean, bullpen in the playoffs is huge. So I think I think they're going to get some runs early, and then the Rays will try to make a bit of a comeback, but I think the bullpen will end up shutting them down toward the end. Yeah, I, I also, player to watch for that game, Marcus Simeon, I think he's going to have a great game. Uh, this, this year, 285 batting average, 33 home runs, 92 RBIs. I think he's going to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean the other thing about it, the Rays just don't have that. They they have some. They have really good pitching, and I think that's what's carried them to the spot. But they they don't have the hitting to back them up, and so I, I that's why I'm thinking I'm thinking the A's get that early lead, and with the Athletics bullpen, I just don't think the Rays have enough to bring it back. And plus, again, the A's are at home, and I mean the Oakland A's. It's not the probably biggest fan base about around there but it'll be a i'm sure it'll be a full stadium and i guarantee it will yeah so i we're taking the a's alds nlds you ready yeah all right i want to do first let's go nlds let's do cardinals and braves the two and the three how you who you who do you like in that one i like the braves how many games Ooh. hmm how many games? That's tough. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. Probably three or four. I don't okay. think it's gonna go five. Mm-hmm. Take three or four. Okay. Yeah, I think you know the Braves coming out of my uh, gotta support the NL East, even though I hate the Braves. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been playing really well this year. They're um, you know, they haven't been too hot coming into the playoffs but the cardinals have been even worse coming into the playoffs yep um you know the cardinals you have to watch out for jack flaherty he's been playing really well and he has the opportunity to maybe start twice if it goes to five games but i don't think it's going to go to five games i think the the braves are going to take care of business what about you yeah i'm taking the braves i'm thinking the Braves win the first two in Atlanta. I'm thinking the Cardinals probably get game three back at home because St. Louis in October, I mean, it's, it's magical. I mean, just the memories of the 2011 World Series against the Rangers will just always make me think the Cardinals can do anything in October. So I think they'll have – I think it'll be a crazy night then. They'll win game three, but I think game four, the Braves come back. Don't let it go back for game five and win it there. And this Atlanta team scares me. I, my main, uh, like the first time I really got a good look at them was when the Twins played them this summer. 
And that middle, that er, that beginning and middle of the lineup is scary. With uh, Freddie Freeman, who has been on the team forever, he's hitting as if, I mean, he he was like as if it was about five ten years ago, and Acuna Junior mm. is Donaldson. a s- scary uh, rookie. Josh Donaldson was a great pickup for them this year. I mean, those guys when they at least when they played the Twins this year, what I remember seeing them was home run after home run. Just those three guys, they they at least had like at least probably two home runs between those guys just in the three games I watched there. And those guys, those guys are dangerous. And especially against a Cardinals team that besides Flaherty doesn't have the best. I mean, I think their starting pitching is kind of a problem besides Flaherty. They have Adam Wainwright and Michael Waka who have been on the team for a long time and they've seen those playoff runs, but those guys are a lot older now and they haven't been pitching as they were in their prime, as you could say. So I'm definitely feeling the Braves hit some hit a lot of home a lot of runs. Cardinals can't quite keep up. Yeah, I mean I I watch the Braves play a lot because they always play against my Mets and Cooney mm-hmm. Jr. is a Met killer man. He's scary. Forty one homers, two two eighty batting average, one oh one RBIs he had a year, and I think he's gonna continue to perform during the postseason and they're gonna come out on top. Yeah, he. I mean, he's just one of those scary rookies that, I mean, it was kind of it was the home run derby. Like it was him and like Vlad Guerrero, Pete Alonso. Those guys really showed out, and and I mean, it was a sign of like this is what's coming. It's these young guys that have power already that are already among the league leaders at like twenty one years old in in home runs. It's absolutely crazy. All right, so NL, NLDS on the other side, we have the uh, Dodgers. The Dodgers versus the Brewers, and the Dodgers versus the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess <laughs> you're probably taking the Dodgers, but Either go way, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, no matter what happens in the wild card game. I mean, I still do think the Brewers are going to win, but uh, Belling- Bellinger is going to take over that series, and he's the best player in the league this year. He's going to be the NL MVP. We'll get into awards later, but mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah, because he's in the series. But, um, I mean, 47 homers, 305 batting average, 115 RBIs. He really, really came through for the Dodgers this season, and they were the dominant force in the in the NL in, all year. In and the whole league, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're going to take care of either the Nationals or the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, I said the Nationals win the wild card game, so I think if the Dodgers play the Nationals, I think the Dodgers sweep in three. If they play the Brewers... I think it'll go four because I just remember last year that crazy NLCS that went to seven games and the, just how hot the Brewers have been. If they go on the road and beat the Nationals, I mean, that I think they'll have the momentum to carry them to at least one win against the Dodgers. But either way, it'll be the Dodgers. I mean, just their combination with with Ryu and Kershaw, I mean, they're pitching lights out. And then Bellinger, I mean, this team is so well-rounded. Led, I, they had the, I'm pretty sure they had the most wins in the MLB this year. Them, them and the Astros were close. I mean, this team is just scary. I, whoever wins the wild card, I don't think has much of a chance. No. All right, ALDS. Let's go Twins-Yankees. <laughs> it's time. Let me, let me hear what you have to say. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I don't like the Yankees. I'm a Mets fan. Mm-hmm. 
Mets fans, they don't like the Yankees. They really don't like Not as much as the Red Sox fans, but I'm telling you, Mets fans are not, you know, friends of the Yankees fans. The Yankees fans mm-hmm. are always talking down to us, and they're always bragging about their 27 rings. I don't like them. But I'm telling you that they're they're gonna take care of business in that series. I'm sorry. How many games? I think it might be a sweep. <laughs> I think it might be a sweep. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I know the Yankees are gonna win. I'm 100 percent positive. I'm not 100 percent positive on how many games it will take, but the Yankees will be on top. I'm sorry. Okay. So now the question is: Are you gonna answer? this question posed to you as from a biased angle or from a sports analytical angle? Because I think you should specify that to the viewers before you answer the question. Okay. Because if they're betting on games or I don't know. Okay. Well, obviously my biased opinion is twins. Twins win the World Series. That's that's my biased opinion. From an unbiased standpoint, first of all, I, I don't think I don't think it can be even argued that this will be a very, very exciting series. Whereas some of the other ones we've talked about were kind of a consensus. The one team is going to beat the other team kind of handily. I think it's going to be a great series. Just based off the games that they played this year, the Twins and Yankees, they had two great series. I, I remember the one in Minnesota this summer. Every single game was super high scoring. It was homer after homer. It was just – they were so dramatic – the one crazy one went to t- it was in the middle of July. It went ten innings. The Yankees ended up winning fourteen twelve and ten. But it was Yankees hit a homer in the eighth, and the Twins came back in the bottom of the eighth. I mean, it really felt like it was a playoff game, and I think that all of the games that they play are gonna be just like that. And you know, here's the thing: the Twins in the two thousands. They've played. They've made the the play the ALDS. I think six times, and each time they played the Yankees and they've lost. And so, I honestly think, I'm. I, this is unbiased. I think this is the upset of the divisional series. I think the Twins. I think this is finally the time the Twins do it. And I'm trying to keep bias out of it. I really am. But I mean, this this team can make up for anything. To for to they can make up for any deficit that they have with their home with their home run power. This team doesn't give up. I mean, I I watched basically every single game this year, so obviously I have a like I I know them better than any other team. And I know that when this team goes down late, they don't just give up, and that's against you know any old any old team. So when it's the Yankees in the playoffs, this team isn't going to back down even when it, when it gets late. And I honestly think that. It'll be four or five games, but I'm. This is my upset pick. I'm taking the Twins to beat the Yankees. They're gonna need their pitching to really show out. They've had one of the best bullpens in the MLB the last couple of months, but their starting rotation is is a bit shaky. But it also is for the Yankees too. So it's. I think each game is gonna be a lot of runs on both sides. Could be some quickly. football scores. Yeah, it honestly could be. It'll be a lot of runs quick, and it'll it'll come down to whoever's bullpen. Can hold on, hold on. Take the longest. Yankees has a better pen. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact number, but it's over the last like two months, the Twins have like a top three bullpen, and so I, I, I'm pretty sure it was above the Yankees. And I, and I'm not just saying that. I'm almost confident. I probably should have this one pulled up, but they've had they've been lights out with their bullpen, and so 
I think they're gonna hold. I think they can hold them off. And they've never another thing. They've never won. The Twins haven't won a playoff game at Target Field. So I think, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity for it. Get some revenge against the Yankees, who swept them back in two thousand ten, which is the last time they're in the ALDS. I'm excited. I think that the Twins will get one on the road in the first two, and then they'll get either one or two at home. Another and actually one other for, fact for I forgot. For the record, the Yankees do have a better bullpen ERA. It's marginal. It's four point oh eight to four point seventeen. But is that over the whole season? Yes. Okay, but I think I think it was the last like two months that the Twins because right. because their bullpen I'm looking, was. I'm looking at all the data. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not looking at the last two months. Yeah, but that's the most important time. Like we talk about the Brewers being thirteen and two in their last fifteen. It's most well, important. That's a hot streak. That's not. That's not the bullpen. I well I know, but I'm just saying. The most important stats are the last month or two compared to the rest of the season. See, I I rather look at the rest of the season as a whole and see what they've done in the more games, but that's okay. We'll see what happens, Isaiah. We'll see. One other. I'd love to see you guys do it. I mean, and one other important stat: the Twins have the number one road record this year, fifty six wins on the road. Well, they're gonna have to win on the road if they're gonna. That's, but they're going to have to right. win at Yankee Stadium. I know. In that October. This is going to be nuts. I know. I I've believe. Been there. I believe. I really do. I, I really think we'll be here next week and the Twins will have a couple, at least one win under their belt, depending on what day our next show is. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, nothing would make me happier. All I'm right. rooting for you guys, okay. but I just don't think it's going to turn out. All right. We got one more divisional series Astros and. A's. A's. Astros. Yeah. Astros. The Astros are, I mean, they really are. I mean, it makes sense because they're both the number one seeds, but they really are the Dodgers of the AL. I mean, this team, Verlander and Cole, and Garrett Cole have been lights out. Bregman this year. Bregman has been going off. I think I think he's going to win the MVP. V- over Trout? Yes. Really? What, what makes you think that? Get into it. I want to hear that. You want to hear? Okay. Well, I wasn't. <laughs> well, that's a big statement out of nowhere. I, know, I gotta, I know. I gotta, I gotta hear why. I mean, he's had an, a lights out year for sure, playing, playing third for the Astros. Well, but he's playing for the better team. He is the better WAR. Wins above okay. replacement. Okay. When I like to look at MVP, I really like the uh, wins above above re- replacement stat because that's literally measuring his value. It is a marginal um, over. What Trout has done, but in 41 home runs, 296 batting average, 112 RBIs, 122 runs. I mean, don't get me wrong, Trout's amazing too. I mean, I he's definitely gonna get some votes, but uh, I think I think Bregman deserves it this year. Yeah, I mean, he does have he does have you know more hits and like runs and stuff. Trout also played in 22 less games. And my honestly, my favorite MLB stat is OPS, and Trout has an OPS that's sixty eight points higher than Bregman, and which I I just always think is huge. I think that's a, I think it's the best stat that just overall shows how a batter is doing. And no, I I mean I agree. Bregman has been having such a great breakout year. I I still think Trout edges him though. Totally fair. And. It's it's fair. It'll, it'll just, be it'll be close, honestly. He'll make a run. But regardless, but... Bregman's okay. Bregman's not going to win the MVP. He's the runner up. 
Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. He's uh, been an awesome player all year, and I think that he's definitely going to... I mean, the whole point of, of mentioning that was that he's going to bring the Astros over the, the A's. And then the starting pitching, obviously, is ridiculous. So Yeah, I mean... To have two guys on your on your team like that, and I mean, and that's what the Dodgers have too. I mean, they have multiple guys. Their pitching just lights out. And this is a this Astros team. I feel like every couple of days I'd go on check the scores for the day and see the Astros like put up twenty runs against some team. I feel like they did that like you know a bunch of times. How many runs they scored this year? How many? Nine hundred and twenty. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's. I mean that I don't even know that that's probably seven a game at least which is just crazy that's crazy and i i've never seen i've never seen a team that has put up like 20 runs as much as they have i mean mean, 20 runs is one of those things it's like happens one time a year and you're like oh my goodness like this team scored 20 runs i feel like the astros like would do it so many times if it wasn't 20 it'd be 19 18 i mean it was just crazy numbers of runs and and it wasn't even and it's not even home runs they just get hit after hit after hit, and it just annoys opposing pitchers because they, they're the best selective team. They, I think they have the best walking rate, and they, I mean, they walk on base, and then they're just really selective. They get the right pitch to hit, and they'll knock those guys in, get twenty runs a game. So, yeah, no, that team's scary. They'll pro. I think they'll sweep whoever they play. I mean, if they play the A's, it's a divisional rivalry, which is. Makes things a little interesting, but I'm I'm thinking a sweep. I'm not sure about a sweep. the The A's have fought with them this season. It's uh, the record actually stands in favor of um, the Astros, eleven to eight. Okay. So the A's have played the Astros better than you would have okay. thought. I'm not saying the A's are gonna win, but I don't know if it's gonna okay. just be an easy sweep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, they I they will for sure make it competitive. Um and yeah, no, I didn't and I didn't know that. That does make it a little different cuz they obviously have been able to compete and they've seen them pl- they've seen them a lot, games. 19 games, so yeah, maybe they might make it maybe it'll be four. Maybe yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Astros still are going to win it, but Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not contesting that. Mhm. Do you want to do a World Series or, or anything past divisional rounds right now, or do you want to hold off till next week? I mean, uh, maybe not full-on explanation, but maybe just uh, our prediction so that we, we just have it out there in the open right now, and then we could okay. go into further detail when the uh, matchups are are settled. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I think from then it's going to go to Dodgers versus the Braves. I think the Dodgers are going to move on to the World Series. And then Astros versus Yankees, I think the Astros are going to move on to the World Series, and then the Astros are going to win the World Series, mm-hmm. which isn't a fun pick or a um, or an out-there interesting pick. It's kind of what everyone's picking, but yeah. I just I tend to agree with everyone, and it, it, that's what I think. What about you? No, I mean, it's, it's just it's hard not to. I mean, especially in baseball, it always seems like it's just it's such a sport where it really is the team that – I mean, not always, but the team that just went off and has these crazy numbers during the regular season is the one that usually makes the World Series. And, I mean, the Braves, I think the Braves will kind of shock some people and make it interesting against the Dodgers and the NLCS. I think they'll win I think they'll win a couple games, and it'll, it'll come more down to the wire than people think. 
I still think it'll be Dodgers Astros. It's just really hard to not say that it will be, just based off. I mean, they're just they're so well rounded. Whereas every other team you could pick out, oh, they have a their pitching's not the best. They they're lacking some hitters. You ju- you just really can't say that about either of those teams, and that's what's gonna that that's what carries you in in a playoff series. So yeah, I will say I um. I think the Dodgers versus the Braves will probably go six, so it'll be a decent series. Yeah. And then I really do think the Astros and the Yankees will go to game seven, which would be awesome to watch. Yeah, and I I mean, it'll actually be Astros-Twins. Um, <laughs> I think, and I mean, but either one, because the Yankees and Twins are such similar teams anyway. I mean, you really could interchange them, and they'll have they'll both have fun series with the Astros because – Whoever plays the Astros, it they'll be those will be, again be like, I I mean they're gonna be super high scores because the Astros do have the pitching, but I think whatever team is playing the Astros, Yankees or Twins, is gonna put up some home run numbers, and I think the Astros will keep up by getting those hits and those walks and hits and walks. So I think those those will be some high scoring exciting games too, but yeah I think the Astros edge out whoever they play. The one thing I'm I will say though, like I'm just I'm so excited. I think just look just think about these matchups. There's just some super exciting matchups, like especially the, you know the offensive ones, like with all the home run. Like I I, I think the Twins Yankees, I'm biased, but I think it might be the most exciting series I, in the I divisional think that might series. Be a lot of fun to watch. I yeah, agree. just the offensive firepower, and that's what people like to watch in baseball. I mean, for real, like deep down baseball fans, the pitching battles are fun to watch and that i mean because pitching is so difficult but for you know the everyday mlb fan that you know just basically watches the playoffs they want to see the hits they want to see the home runs so i'm super excited especially for that series but honestly all of them with this being the year of the the juice ball (laughs) so i don't know about you but i'm so excited tomorrow night i'll be watching the nl wild card game it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a lot of fun (laughs) Do you want to move on to MLB uh, regular season awards? Yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, I already mentioned MVP. I think it's going to be Bellinger and Bregman. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I, like I was saying earlier, um, my preseason pick was Trout, and I, I'm still sticking with him. I, it's just so hard not to. I, I, just, I mean, he's, just, he's one of the greatest players of all time, and it, it's just unfortunate that he's stuck on a team like this because we still haven't seen him. In October, he's gonna be stuck on that team because he signed that big deal. Yep, I mean, and I mean, it's tough. It's four hundred fifty million dollars. You you can't turn that down, obviously. Someone else would have given it to him, though. Right, so he's stuck there, and it's just unfortunate because we just haven't seen him in October, which I feel like is would be so exciting. But anyway, I you were totally right about Bregman and that. I mean, they he's had such a great season. It's I mean, it'll be close. He'll be up there. I just think, especially with the OPS and and then just the fact that he played less games, I I just I think it still goes to Trout. I he's just he's the greatest, and it's just hard to go against him. The NL the NL is interesting. It's easy to say Bellinger because he's still playing right now, and Yelich is not due to injury. I mean, when they were both playing though, I mean it was so close between those two. I mean they're basically interchangeable I said Yelich before the year started and it's just hard to say seeing that he went out a couple weeks ago he still leads 
I mean, he was leading the league or the NL and OPS by a good amount over Bellinger, 65 points. And I mean, he played, so he ended up playing 26 less games, but I mean, looking at his numbers, they're not that much less than Bellinger. I think I'm going to stick with Yelich. I mean, it's it's tough to say, back but to I back back to back MVP. I really I really think so. I mean, the dude's just ridiculous, and I mean, it's just you can't really blame the guy for breaking his knee halfway through September. I mean, if he, I I honestly think, especially with how this team has been playing, I think he would have been right there in the mix with them. I think he would have I think he would have been a little it would have been a little more like obvious, I guess, that it would be him as number one. But I mean, but Bellinger. I mean, it's ridiculous. And if it goes to Bellinger, I I wouldn't be surprised. He's ridiculous. He's been hit hitting home runs. I mean, he's been all over the place. Great season. I'm gonna I just, I'm gonna stick with Yelich though. But it, it's really it's it's a toss up between those two. It really is. Just I just think it's kind of interesting that the Brewers were still able to play very well after Yelich fell. And if he's the most valuable player, then why were they still able to finish so strong without him? Was he then not that valuable to his team? It's true. It's in the it's in the name, most valuable. It's a good point. Because they killed it towards the end of the year. Yeah, I I but I also kind of think I don't know, maybe it was motivation. He went down, you got to pick up for him. 18 and 4? Yeah. In September. Mm-hmm. And I know it was, it was 13 and 2 in the last 15. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just motivation, trying to pick up where he left off. I, I don't know. But you're right. I mean, it is called most valuable player, and he doesn't quite seem like it when they do better without him. But I, I think there's a fact. I think there's multiple factors for that. Though. I don't know if the Dodgers would be going 18 and 4 in a month without Ballinger. That's true. That's a good point. Because, yeah, I mean, if you really do look at it by its name, most valuable player, well, I, I do agree with it. That's the name of the it. award, I think. I know, I know, and I do agree we with you. We can't go that, by the name of the award. What could we go by? I know. I mean, and honestly, if the way that it's looked at now, it is, like, I think it's basically off the stats. It, you really could just call it, like, best player, like, most, like, best statistical player with how it's looked at now. But honestly, the, yeah, the way you're saying it, if it's most – whoever has the most value to their team, it, it might be Bellinger just because of what we've seen with the Brewers doing so well. And I do agree, yeah, the Be- the Dodgers wouldn't, I don't think they'd be going 13-2 and or 18-4 and without Bellinger. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with Yelich for now. Okay. I think it's a toss-up. It could get, really could go either way, but that's my pick for now. Want to go Cy Young? Yeah. So I have the DeGrominator. Okay. For my New York Mets, coming with the repeat Cy Young Award. Only the 11th player in MLB history to do this. He had a great season. Most analysts are agreeing with me. It's not just a uh, a biased Mets fan talking. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to take care of that and secure some more hardware. And then I think Verlander is going to get it for the AL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like what Ryu did this year. I mean, he he's uh he's got the lowest ERA in the league um at, by about 9 or 11 points. And I, I you know, I really like he's looks he's looked so well. It's just hard to when you actually look at the stats. 
to give it to him. I mean, he's got, what is it? He's got about 80, I think it's about 80 less strikeouts in the Grom. I mean, it's just, yeah, 163 to 255. He's had a, he's had a monster season, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm giving it to DeGrom. He's, he's just been a step above everyone else in the NL. It's just hard not to give it to him. And, and I will say, Ryu himself came out and said that DeGrom deserves it more than he does. I didn't see that. He did. Inter- when did. When did you do that? A couple of days ago. And I mean, there you if, go. if you're not Concedes. confident in yourself enough to win the award and you're conceding it to DeGrom and he's probably, you know, Ryu's probably the next guy under DeGrom, I don't see how it can't go to him at that point. But uh, I don't know. I've never seen anyone do that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and kind of strange. The the and NL Cy Young is the one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up between MVP and Cy Young. Three out of my four are my uh, the same people that were my preseason picks for all the extra point fans. I remember back in back in March when we did our preseason award winners. Um, but NL Cy Young, I think I I think I said Kershaw was gonna have a comeback monster year. And I mean, he had a good year and I mean, him and Ryu have been leading the Dodgers to where they are now, but he's, he's not a, he's not DeGrom level. He, he's not even Ryu level. He's not quite Ryu level. So that one, I was a little off on that one, but yeah, I'm with you with DeGrom. And then in the AL, I'm going Verlander as well. That's who I said preseason. And I mean, this guy has just been ridiculous this year. Garrett Cole, his teammate, is edging him out in ERA, but I just think over. I I just think yeah, when you see these guys pit, yeah. Well, it, I mean, Verlander had to know it or not Cole. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. It's just hard to not give. I I, I mean, the stats are so close between the two. I just I just like Verlander a little more. I think. He, I think he adds a little more value to the team, and uh, yeah, and then that no hitter was. Awesome. I think what what I think it was like three no hitters against the Toronto Blue Jays. It was some crazy stat like that. Like he's no hit them like three times, like in Toronto or against Toronto. I don't know, but this guy, I mean, he he's been playing for, for a, a little while now, and he hit three thousand strikeouts this year. I mean, I he's got the lowest uh, average against lowest WHIP. They they kind of go back and forth, Colin Verlander, and who's edging out each stat. But yeah, I'm going Verlander, and it and it's crazy that the two guys that are at the top are on the same team. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that just shows the Astros what they've done. So, so rookie of the year, Gold. NL NL the polar bear, Pete Alonso. Mm-hmm. Think there's not much to discuss there. The 53 home runs leads the league. Had an amazing rookie season, unlike uh, any Mets player has ever had before. I think that's kind of clear. Home run derby champ. He really he started the LFGM, uh, the LFGM catchphrase for the Mets, which sparked our <laughs> second half run. <laughs> Gotta love the guy. I'm a big fan of the polar bear. I think he gets that. And then I think... Uh, for the Astros, Al Alvarez is gonna is gonna win the rookie. The the Astros are crazy good individual um 
players that make up that great team, I think he's going to win the Rookie of the Year for the AL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you with Alonzo there uh, in the NL. I mean, he just had a monster season. And when you, have a, when you have a guy leading the league, not just out of rookies, but out of anyone in home runs, at 53, I mean, it's hard not to give it to the guy. And it it's not even just that. He's leading in hits, too. I mean, he's up there with in, like, RBIs. I think uh, he's leading in RBIs. Mm, he's not leading in RBIs, but it's close. For, for rookies. For rookies. Oh, oh, for rookies. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. For he rookies, probably, he's... I mean, he probably is. No, he's he's leading. It's 120. The next guy's got 73. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. So, I think it's Alonzo. I don't Still think it... it. I mean, it can't even really be argued that much. The guy's just been ridiculous. The AL... The AL is kind of difficult because, I mean, all across the board, we got different uh, leaders and stats all around. Vlad Guerrero's leading in a couple different categories for hits. Um, Oscar Mercado for the Indians has had a great year. But it, it, it's hard to say. I think I, I've been back and forth on this because just because Vlad Guerrero, what he's done, I think I think I'm gonna go with Vlad Guerrero, just because I mean he really has made a good impact, a big impact for the Blue Jays who haven't done a whole lot this year. I mean he's been a bright spot in the lineup, but that's another toss up with Alvarez. I think he's right up there, but I mean even then, there's I mean there's a couple guys that you I mean could even could be argued that are right there. Oscar Mercado, Luis Arias for the Twins is batting like three forty this year. He's been lights out. I, I, I mean, obviously, again, I've watched a ton of Twins games, but that dude, he has the plate vision of a 10-year veteran. So, I mean, there's just a, there's a couple guys that it really could go between, but I'm going to go with Guerrero. And I also think, he, I mean, he's just had so much attention this year being the son of the great Vlad Guerrero Sr. that I think, I think honestly, I think that popularity will help him out a bit. But Alvarez, I mean, it's it's hard to argue against. I mean, he's been ridiculous this year too. So, that's the other one that's a major toss up for me. I'm gonna go Guerrero, just cause I I I, re- I think it'll go to him, and plus kind of to go against you too. But, um, yeah, no, nah, that's how I'm gonna go with there. So, what do you want to do for our last ten minutes, Isaiah? Where do you want to go? You want to go NFL? You want to go BC? Oof, BC. I mean, it's hard to even... There's nothing much to say about it. I mean, you and yeah. I have already talked. Uh, my guy, Steve Adazio, has to make some better decisions out there. I mean, uh, it's all love for BC football, but he just made some big mistakes. I don't I don't know if our viewers really want to hear too much about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because they, they probably didn't see the game, but it just wasn't... It wasn't a good uh, coaching performance, in my opinion. No, I... I mean that team is just it's they're very inconsistent. I mean they're playing a good Wake Forest team. It's just some of the play calling though is just so bad. I I've been I I don't know. I just I not the biggest Adazio fan, and I mean they also did get. I mean they were a bit unlucky. They had that field goal. I mean they don't really we're not a field goal team, and we kicked the the forty three yarder that went in, and then it got called back. Right, I mean, for a false start, no, and we lose by three. Oh, delay, yeah, that's right, that's right. If you're paying attention and you see that it's about to be a delay game, you should call a timeout. Right. But then my the worst thing about it, I thought, was when it's seventeen to seventeen at the half, 
you, the first possession of the of the of the second half, you drive all the way down the length of the field, and you're like at the twenty yard line, and it's a, a fourth yeah. and three. Yep. And instead of kicking the field goal and going up twenty to seventeen, which by the way we lost by a field goal. Yep. We decided we're gonna go for it on fourth and three, and came up short, and then they drove the length of the field. Yep. It it doesn't really. It doesn't make, make any, sense. You gotta the first possession of the second half. You gotta go up. Yeah. I why why are we kicking it when it's a forty three yarder, but not kicking it when it's a thirty five yarder? I don't it know. Makes no sense to me. I think I I honestly think that's the main problem with this team. You gotta take points and you can get them. I, right. I mean, I, I don't. Clearly, the defense wasn't playing too amazing either. But uh, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? Right. Uh, let's do. Let's let's get into a little NFL. Okay. It's been just you know just a couple of the more interesting games this week. I want to start off with uh, my guy Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones with the Giants leading them to a pair of wins now, and my prediction before the year was that Danny Dimes takes over. Before I said before week eight, and he took over week three. And he's led them to two wins. So he, I, I, I thought that my prediction was a bit, you know, I mean, it was, it would be tough to get to, and he just way surpassed it. It was way above it, and he's, he's playing pretty well. I mean, not he's against the best teams ever, very but very well. And I mean, he is. Yeah, go just ahead. saying, I know he's played two games, but he's the third highest total QBR average in the league right now. There you go. And, I mean, he played against the Redskins this week who had Haskins playing, which, by the way... Was an interesting... This, it was interesting. Interesting. And as Three interceptions for Haskins. Yep. And, and as for me, I originally thought the Giants should take Haskins. And so that, my, that was my pre-draft pick. And that one... So that one didn't go very well because the Giants clearly got the better pick in Daniel Jones, at least so far. At least so, so far. Um, and I mean, yeah, they had three picks off him yesterday, so that helps set up Daniel Jones a lot. Especially, I think they had a pick six, but Jabril Peppers. Yep. Yeah, and there's the that. Deal. Yeah, exactly. Who won the deal? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I was mad about the Odell deal. Uh, clear everyone that's listened to the show all this time knows that, but. If you remember, Isaiah, I never bashed the Daniel Jones pick. Mm-hmm. I never did it. Yeah, no. I said, wait and yeah. see. Right. Because you never know. And I know it's only been two games, but walking around campus today in my Saquon jersey, <laughs> I see a guy walking around with a blue Giants jersey with a number eight stamped in the front. There you I go. I got excited. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's our new guy. We'll see how he does, but... uh I'm liking it so far. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything this year. It's just not yeah. very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense isn't there. Um, Three picks yesterday, though. <laughs> but yeah, it's against Haskins. Against, I mean, yeah. the defense hasn't been there. The first, I mean, they're competing against the Eagles and the Cowboys, mostly against the Cowboys, who they lost to in week one very badly. And, I think the Cowboys are going to come out of that yeah. division. But, I mean, maybe this could be a building year. Maybe Jerome Peppers could become a better uh, defensive player and contribute more to the team, especially after his good performance uh, 
yesterday. Maybe Daniel Jones keeps playing at a high level. Golden Tate's going to be coming back from suspension now. He'll start getting involved. Sterling yep. Shepard's been playing well. Evan Ingram's been playing very well. Evan Ingram has, I think, more yards than uh, Odell Beckham so far this season, which is kind of crazy. He's a tight end. Uh, so we'll see what the Giants do. Um, I'm not expecting too much of them, but that's okay. They're a young team, and they've got to figure their stuff out, and hopefully they'll have a bright future. Yeah, and and no, I I'm the same way. I, I I like the pick too. I just I originally I thought they were gonna go with Haskins. He was a New York guy. I, I thought they were gonna take him, but no, I I wasn't ever against the Dan Jones pick, especially because I thought he was taken over pretty early. And it, it's sad because I mean Eli Manning, I mean he he he, one of the like one of the highest touchdown pass totals. I mean he was a great quarterback. It's just you can't argue with how bad he's done. Up no. last year and so how how he did i mean the first two games are really a trial of eli are you as good as you used to be clearly he's not, he's not. and clearly and it's time okay. all the giants fans still love him right it's for, just on time behalf to... of all the giants fans thank you eli for time, a great time career. to go best quarterback in giants history two super bowl mvps Got to see a couple championships during my lifetime, and we thank him for that, and we, we love him, and he's handling it with class like we expected him to because he's a great guy. Yeah, but time time to go. I thought I thought the on. end of I thought the end of last year was time to go. He suited up for one more year, but you already lost the job. It's honestly I could see him retire. I mean, if the Gi- if Jones gets a couple more wins, I could honestly see him retiring. Like mid season or something. No, I think you'll wait out this maybe at the end of the season. It's just yeah, but it's just hard to see him like sit on the bench for yeah, but fifteen get fourteen games. I think he's a I think he's a good guy. I think he's gonna yeah. stick it out with the team and uh and try to help uh Danny. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see though. Mm-hmm. I don't see him going anywhere else. I, I've heard people talk about oh, is he gonna maybe go to Coughlin with the Jaguars and but now they you know, yeah. Falls going down but they have Minshew playing pretty well there, so I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. And mm-hmm. someone also mentioned maybe he'd go to like a a good team like the Saints, because you know in the uh, in the before Breeze comes back. But yeah, I mean, clearly they're doing okay without Breeze. They just beat probably um, one of their toughest competitors going. You know, in terms of competing for the NFC Championship yesterday without. Uh, Reason without a whole lot of offense and yep. their defense really took over that game. Saints are going to be dangerous. No, it, it, I think I think they're probably going to come out of the uh, out of the NFC this year. Well, that's a big statement, and we don't have enough time to get into it I, as much as I would love to. But no, I I will say though. What? Who do you think? Out of the NFC? Yeah. Oh God, Saints! No, Saints are up there. I, it's hard to say because I I also do like the Cowboys. I mean, I think that they that they didn't look like it last night, but they have a really good team. But also the Packers, mm. it could be redemption time for the Packers. But but what I what I wanted to say though, That's interesting is Eli. It, it, I mean, he's just it's hard to see him leaving the Giants at this point. I think it's either he he stays on the team for the rest of the year or he retires soon. I mean, sometimes those veteran quarterbacks will leave for like one year, but I I think at this point. It would just it just wouldn't be right to see him on a different team. I I don't think he'll leave the Giants. 
I, I, I think the right move for yeah. him is to retire a giant and yeah. end your great career. Yeah. But anyway, any any uh, closing thoughts? We got about a minute, minute and a half left. Um. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's, looking at the AFC, it's, it seems like it's going to be between the Patriots and the Chiefs to me. Mm-hmm. The Patriots yeah. defense got stronger this off season, which was big. Yeah. Um. I definitely want to be surprised to see a AFC Championship rematch. Yeah, I mean the offense kind of stuttered yesterday against the Bills, but the Bills have had had a good defense this year and they have been playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's really, I think Chiefs have the more firepower offense, but it just. You know, the Patriots defense could shut him down. I don't know. We'll see. It's good. That's going to be a really fun game to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm high on the AFC Championship rematch from last year, too. NFC, I think the Packers will be in the championship. And I think it'll be, I think it'll be Packers and Saints. That's my, that's my pick for NFC Championship. Maybe. Yeah, I, that's a dangerous you can team. Never, you can never count out Aaron. That's right. And I think... I mean, the defense is a lot better this year than it ever has been. And the offense is still trying to find their way, but I, I think they're making steps in the right direction. They lost – I mean, they were 3-0, and they played the Eagles this week, and they lost off a missed pass interference call. So that team could easily be 4-0. We got to see how how Drew comes back. That's true. If Drew's ready to That'll be the difference when he comes back, I think the Saints be in business. All right, well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's late, but uh, <laughs> we really wanted to get on the air during this time slot. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing the show. And um, we'll be in touch over social media and text messages or whatever about what our time slot is going to be going forward. We're still trying to, to work that out with our e-board members. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll let you know, and thanks for tuning in. Signing off, Kenny Tomkovich. And this is Isaiah Mueller. Have a great night. Thank you. Good night.